say you guys should know who i am that's one thing you guys should know who i am all right i am marie shadows on the square circle podcast welcome back to a brand new episode we are live on twitch youtube and twitter we're going to be talking about all things professional wrestling including that cody and brandy left aew and that also you know maybe some wwe news maybe some saudi arabia news uh maybe some new japan pro wrestling uh we do have an upcoming card this thursday for uh, new japan strong should be Thursday. Uh, I have a special surprise for you guys somewhere in the middle of this live stream that you guys are going to get a look at and hopefully you can help out uh, the special person that gave me a sneak peek at something uh, very, very cool. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, we also are going to talk about uh, Impact Wrestling. No Surrender is this Saturday. And we all know that the Gorillas of Destiny... Tamatanga and Tangaloa are going to be taking those championship titles off of the Good Sisters. If you doubt them, I don't know why you would doubt them. Please don't doubt them. If I don't doubt them, you don't doubt them either because we know that they're just going to win. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, and if anything else comes to my mind, we're definitely going to be talking about it. Uh, if you don't know, yesterday, which was Tuesday, uh, I was on Thomas Island and as a guest host, and that was pretty fun. So now I'm doing my own little thing of going more into details of what I think about the, the specific topics um, of the wrestling world. Uh, but I always love being a guest on Thomas Island. And it's kind of funny how I found my AEW shirt. And it's very fitting that like I wear this here. That's, that's a little too bright. I knew my camera could get bright, but, you know, it's a little too, too bright. Uh, but before we jump into any of the topics, I do want to show you guys that I have, like, new alerts, new stuff. Um, and stuff like that. Um, stream Elements is running in the background, so, you know. And if you do jump into chat, just say hi. Uh, we just have a wonderful, uh, you know, talk back and forth, wrestling and everything like that. Uh, in the back, you might be seeing my green screen and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I don't plan any of this stuff. I really don't. Um, so the first new stuff that I want to show you guys is that, do you see this button that says uh, support me at uh, coffee.com forward slash Marie Shadows? Well, that's because I moved from Patreon over to Kofi or Coffee. Um, it's a better alternative for creatives like myself. So if you are a creative out there who is making wrestling content 24-7, and when I say wrestling content, I do not mean wrestling news, where you have scoops, whether they're lies or truths or anything like that. Like If you are making wrestling content where you are interviewing, interviewing wrestlers, changing the game, uh, creating fun games with your fellow podcasters, that's the type of wrestling content I'm talking about. Uh, get yourself a Kofi 
or a coffee uh, because for Patreon, those are more for a bigger crowd, a bigger audience. Um, if you don't have that much of a bigger audience, like I've realized over the past couple of weeks that I really don't have a huge audience, but I do have an audience. It was really nice yesterday to be in a space where someone recognized me from Thomas Island. Like that was really, really cool. It kind of puts stuff into perspective. And I had tweeted out that, you know, remember to celebrate the small things in life. Um, just because like, you don't know how, you know, someone may see you somewhere and they're like, oh, you inspired me to do this or this or that. Like, you know, those little moments kind of matter. And I was kind of, uh, you know, it was kind of cool for someone to be like, hey, you're very familiar. And then I was like, well, I'm everywhere. So you got to like really be specific on like where you saw me or where you heard me from. Uh, and so, you know, my name is out there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, I don't shy away from it. Um, I am very comfortable with who Marie Shadows is and me speaking my truth uh, through and through, uh, no matter what. Um, just because I think we need more people to tell their truths and not be allowed to uh, have someone either say it for them or misinterpret what they say and stuff like that. So um, yeah. Remember to celebrate the small things in life. Um, but other than that, get yourself a coffee page, right? So what you do on the coffee page, it has many different uh, tabs that you can definitely uh, play around with and create it to be your own. So obviously you get uh, your either one-time uh, donations or you could do a monthly donation the same way as Patreon. The only thing is that Patreon doesn't allow... Um, uh, fans just, you know, donate to you, tip to you a one-time fee. You can set the amounts for whatever you want. Um, and if they do want to send you like maybe like three, uh, coffees, then they'll send you three coffees for like a one-time deal. You can set up shop. I have uh wrestling bingo cards, which by the way, you guys should have like probably been buying. Um, and when I say buy, there are free or you could pay what you want. That's the cool thing about the shop. The shop is either if you want to get it for free, you can put it for free. If you want them to have um, free and pay what you want, you can do that too. When they pay whatever they want, it could be a dollar or more or anything that they think that it's worth it. So I decided to do wrestling bingo cards for the beginning of the year because all last year, everybody was like, oh, I didn't see this on my bingo card. I didn't see that on my bingo card. And guess what? It's the same thing that's happening here in uh, 2022. So basically what I did was that I have pre-filled in AEW and WWE. Um, I didn't get to all the companies, but you know, there are free blank ones that you guys can definitely fill out and it could be for anything. It could be for your writing goals. It could be for, you know, the wrestling goals or whatever it is. So one of them uh, on my shop is a WWE, uh, bingo card. And way before the dirt sheets was like, oh, Austin got contacted by WWE to have one last match for WrestleMania go against Kevin Owens. I was the first one to put that on a square that says Steve Austin uh, makes one more match or has one more match. And I put that on the bingo card. And so like I said it before the dirt sheets even got it out there. Um, like I said, those are free to purchase. 
Um, or if you feel like um, I deserve your cash for creating something creative and trying to bring a little bit more fun back into the wrestling space, you could throw me like a dollar, a dollar or two, whatever you want. But it is free to buy. Or if you want to throw me some money, you could throw me some money. Um, it will be in the chat. So when you uh, go there, just go to the shop. There's also another tab there too that has commissions. Um, I am a writer uh, by trade, by degree. I do have my degree in creative writing and I got the publishing certificate. So I do kind of lend out my services if you need me to write you something or uh, to edit and proofread something that you wrote because I have those skills. And that's what I've always uh, done ever since I was little and then getting my degree and then just being in wrestling uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, if you want me to do um, something for you guys, uh, there's a commission tab over there as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also with um, coffee... Uh, you are allowed to have, um, you know, membership tiers. You're allowed to have buttons and widgets so you can decorate your website. You could have a goal on there too. You know how like Patreon has like the goal that you want to achieve. I had getting a website, but for some reason, uh, to put the goal at 40 bucks, uh, it was only 7% like all the way through. And I was like, that should be an easy one to accomplish. But for some reason, like it didn't work out that well. Um, you know, uh, one-time donations of like $3, uh, is not very much, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't understand, uh, why that wasn't really going. Uh, so I took my goal off and I'm probably going to rethink about how I'm going to do the goals, rethink about how I'm going to redo the membership tiers. Uh, even at like a membership tier, that's like at 99 cents. It's way lower than anything else. And by the way, like coffee does not take a uh, fee or percentage or anything like that. Like it all goes to me. They really rely on the coffee gold memberships and like any donations like through them because they have their own little website within coffee amongst the rest of us. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, maybe. Oh, so maybe I'll show you guys in a second. Um, but what I really wanted to show you guys is the alerts. So like that button that says support me at coffee.com uh, forward slash memory shadows. So whenever you guys donate, when you click the link and you're like, Hey, uh, I, I'm enjoying, uh, the stream. So basically I am um, I'm enjoying the stream, so uh, let me help around and let me just send some money. This is what happens. I am not sure if it went. It tested it out. I'm not sure if it like it showed up on top, but it will like show your name and stuff like that. And then I just attached Okada's theme song just because I have it on file. And I was like, oh, let me just use it. Uh, so you guys can definitely shower me with, uh, you know, your 
donations and stuff like that. Uh, all right. Let's really talk about the first thing uh, that everyone is talking about, uh, because of course, when you are Cody Rhodes, you basically tend to take over wrestling media no matter what. Not even if there's um, wrestling drama happening or like anything else. If you're Cody Rhodes and you decide to be like, hey, me and Brandy are going. We have left AEW and we're going to do whatever we want to do. Because right now it's in their corner. It's in their court, you know, of what they want to do, where they want to go. Of course, right after that drops, the dirt sheets are all like, yeah, he's going to WWE. Well, I will believe it when I see it, especially from WWE or if he makes an appearance. But this really does raise like a lot of questions in terms of, you know, how much money did he really want? Uh, did Tony Khan not want to give him that amount of money because Tony Khan didn't have it and Tony Khan couldn't get any more money either from his dad or like whatever was happening? Um, part of me believes that it could be like a money problem, but then the other part of me believes that, you know, maybe there's something more to this. And, uh, only recently was, um, the report of, you know, he left because of creative decisions that he was stripped of most of the creative decisions and being involved in the creative, uh, making and stuff like that. And that could be true. Uh, that part I can definitely believe, um, you know, Ever since AEW was formed, Cody tends to talk a lot. Uh, Cody tends to, you know, say things that he may or may not mean and he doesn't know exactly how to explain it. And so that gets him into trouble and hot water. And then you have us where we're like, wait a minute, there's a loophole in that. There's a red flag in that. Like, what do you really mean? And sometimes, you know, Cody doesn't know how to put down the phone to like either save face or to, you know, try to move on to something else. But then again, that's why he created um, the community tab, um, which basically like he texts out that like phone number for you to join him and he sends you like updates and everything. So there's that. Um, but I did title this live stream, Cody isn't selfish my 2,500 talk piece, because uh, I'm not writing anything. This is just a talk piece. And I thought that was pretty funny to play on the words, because sometimes people on Twitter like to be like, hey, here goes, you know, the think pieces on Cody Rhodes. So here is a talk piece on Cody Rhodes. Uh, basically, um, what I really think is that part of me is split. Cody isn't selfish while it can be looked as Cody is selfish. All right. I'm so lucky that my neighbor's kids are not getting onto the microphone. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, so like part of me is all split in 
the fact of like, you know, what is and what isn't. Um, Cody likes the idea of, you know, playing the game as long as he can. Cody likes the idea of stirring the pot as long as he can. Um, and that means whether us wrestling fans uh, who buy into either the bullshit side of the dirt sheets or the correct side of the dirt sheets, if, you know, maybe on one hand I could count the correct side of the dirt sheets, but, you know, he plays to that. He plays to, you know, us fighting over what is, what isn't, and us making a big deal about what's happening. And, you know, this always seems like a reoccurring thing where... Um, fans just lose their shit over something that like should be observed. Oh, uh, <laughs> to that should be watched from afar. I was gonna say observe. So like observe and absurd together. That's not what I was trying to say. But like sometimes I think fans should watch from afar and see uh the breakdown and what's happening. Uh, just because. Um. You know, it makes no sense to get really emotional about it. Uh, I was shocked. I said that yesterday on Thomas Island that I was shocked. Uh, my initial first thing was that I would think that Kenny Omega would be the first one to go rather than uh, Cody and Brandy. Um, other people have said Jericho, and I do agree that uh, Jericho kind of played, you know, on the edge of... You know, will he go? Will he not go? Uh, some of the responding tweets to other wrestlers are a little like, are you sure you don't want to go? Are you not the first person to go? Um, but the first people to leave is Cody and Brandy. And, you know, someone else said it best on Twitter that there is no replacement for the chief brand officer. Um you know, because I think it would have been at least common courtesy, no matter what bad blood they may be between Tony, Cody, and Brandy, even if they say there isn't, there has to be. Because, like, if you couldn't come to an agreement like that and you worked uh, TV without, like, a contract and you were just on, you know, handshake and a hot dog, uh, yeah, there has to be some type of, like, a little bit, a little bit disappointment uh, maybe not so much bad blood, but like disappointment. Could have been disappointment there. So, um, you know, I just think out of courtesy to keep everything on the same page, on the same level, rather than being fucking petty, uh, to let Tony Khan that know that you got to look for a new chief brand officer. Or they could have appointed someone inside to be a chief brand officer um, and stuff like that. So I don't know. Um but yeah, I still don't. Um, I still don't know uh, if, you know, these reports that want him to go over to WWE is true or not. Um, It's sort of like you're living in a dream where you know this isn't real. And I think that's because Cody has hyped up the alternative and has lived it and has definitely been like, we're going to do this. 
because uh, he did say, you know, we're going to televise the, the revolution, and that's what they did. I still believe that AEW is the alternative, but the way that they're going, it's starting to be like, get your shit together. You can't keep relying on big names. You can't keep relying on big surprises. And you're going to have to learn how to let the show breathe because I really feel like I am on the same drug that Tony Khan is on and like I forget to breathe sometimes. The last time that I watched AEW was last Wednesday because, you know, the big announcement, he hyped it up even though he fucked up uh, his definition. And by the way, stop revealing your hand. You know, um, the wrestling business is still a magician business. Um, it's not like, you know, you got to tell everybody the secrets, even though we know like a good chunk of it, but you know, don't reveal your hand. Um, again, I still don't like the way that he said that he secured Jay White for, uh, that little segment. Um, I just think that you can't keep relying on someone else's workers and yet then tell us you're building new stars. Yes, AEW is building new stars. However, there's this rotation that goes around and Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Keith Lee, Jay White, all had bigger names than the young talent there. Yes, we talk about MJF. Yes, MJF is good, but MJF is feuding with CM Punk that's now asking for a rematch. He got a rematch because he beat... Who did he beat? Um, oh, he was in that tag match, and he beat FTR. Um, and he's the only one that asked for a rematch after getting a loss from somebody. And I mentioned this before, where like it didn't make any sense that... None of uh, CM Punk's uh, opponents on his story, on his journey of, I'm an old man and I want to test my limits, fucking story, uh, that they never asked for a rematch. So why does Punk get to have a rematch? Uh, MGF could have been like, no, you're just one of your failed other opponents. You don't get a rematch. Um, there's no point for this story to continue. You know, if those losses to the other guys really didn't do anything for them. Um, and that's why I have a problem with that. So getting back to the other thing of uh, the guys that I mentioned, so the Adam Coles, the Young Bucks, Heath Lee, Jay, uh, I was going to say Jay Lethal. Where is Jay Lethal? Like, can we stop having Jay Lethal on Dark? Like, Jay Lethal has like a long history career and a really good one. And he's, he's hibernating and fucking dark. What is that really doing for him? It's not doing anything for him. Uh, I was originally going to say Jay White in that conversation of like the guys that just came in, they have that star power and that star power is what fucking up the young talent that have the belts. Like, if you are a champion and you have a championship title belt, that spotlight should be on you because you have the biggest target on your back in the wrestling company. And basically, 
you know, you're pushing the company forward. You're selling the tickets. You're selling the merch. This is why you have the title boat on you. You're basically making great stories. You're putting yourself over. You're putting your opponent over. You're doing everything in your power to be that full package. And that's why they put the belt on you. The spotlight should be on you. And the spotlight should not try to be very heavily relied on with the star power guys from WWE. And yes, AEW is a combination of ex-WWE guys and their own. When they first started, it was beautiful. Hey, Darth, what's up? Yes, evening. I had to, I had to check the, the time. I was like, is it evening for me or evening for you? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I had, to, I had to check the time. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that... Uh, don't like when other people say that AEW is just WWE guys or WWE stars. Uh, but the moment that we try to tell you guys why we say that, you instantly go into your feelings. And it's like, what's the point of even talking with you? Your mind is already uh, made up. And someone like me who tries to look at wrestling from all types of angles will have a very difficult time trying to convince you at least, or give you a different perspective as to why we say that. Oh, <laughs> well, it's evening for the both of us. It's 516 over here. Uh, but yeah, um, again, evening. Uh, welcome to the stream. Um, we're just talking about everything wrestling news, I guess, basically. Um, but yeah, I really wish that some of the AEW faithful would, you know, realize that AEW does need to change. If AEW really wants to be the alternative, they wouldn't rely so heavily on trying to sign every single body that's hot out there and, like, focus on their own stuff. Because, you know, um, we have tag team champions, and our tag team champions is uh, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express was once, like, the really hottest tag team in 2019, and then all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what they're about anymore. Uh, Marco is off doing singing auditions, um, you know, and then he wants to like go to college and he doesn't really want to do wrestling as much, but he still wants to do wrestling. Like sometimes I feel like when you come to that certain age in life where like you've done all the wrestling that you've done and you want to do something different, you know, I'm all for like, go find out what makes you happy. Go find out, you know, what other um, talents you have. Go find out, you know, and like love the world and love yourself. But why does it need to have this pattern of they sign a contract with, with AEW. Uh, you get one or two matches on Dynamite. If you're not the star that everyone is talking about on Twitter or you're not from WWE, you go to Dark uh, right after like you lose on Dynamite. Um, and then from there, you're able to take bookings and then you just sit in catering, so to speak, uh, with a fat check. Like, I want to sit in catering with a fat check if no one's going to listen to my constructive criticisms. Like, I would love that. Um, just because I know that with that um, fat check that keeps coming in, I could take care of all of my personal debt. And I can definitely make sure that I'm well taken care of. My family's well taken care of um, because I will budget my money. Uh, you know, so I don't understand why, like, you know, this safety net um, 
is there. Uh, even though like safety nets are not, are not a big deal. So don't think, uh, <laughs> yeah, fat check and free food, right? Yeah, definitely, man. I would, I would love catering. Um, I really would. Um, like I said, if like no one is really going to like listen to me, um, you know, uh, I just want more people to come in. Um, so Justin over here has a tweet up that says, um, describe Cody in one word. Which I'll get I'll get back to Cody and and stuff like that. It's just that there's a lot of red flags that AEW has. And when you look at it, you're like, why? Like, sure, it might be a fun environment. It might be very uplifting, but you could definitely tell that there are certain clicks in um in AEW where uh you know, um you kind of question. Um, and I've always been that way. Like if you're not asking questions then you're not learning and you're not like progressing, you know, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, you know, I just don't understand that whole thing where it's like, you know, they got signed to AEW, right? AEW is the hottest new thing. Like you want to make sure that it grows. And I understand that some people might like the whole rotation system, but I want to make sure that I fully appreciate all of the, um, you know, the stories, the characters, the angles, like one week, I don't want to see like the hottest story going. Let's say the hottest story going is like, unfortunately I got to use the Young Bucks for this one. Um, the Young Bucks and like maybe the Lucha Bros, maybe they do it all over again. Who knows? This is me just talking off the top of my head, but let's say that the Young Bucks and, uh, the Lucha Bros are having the hottest rivalry, uh, at the moment, right? So one week, second week, hottest rivalry still going. However, that third week comes and we get a different story with different wrestlers. I really don't want that because essentially you're doing a TV show unless one of them gets injured. But other than that, like if you're doing a wrestling TV show, make sure to be consistent. Make sure to basically keep the stories going and Finish the story. If it's a six-month story, make sure that thing gets finished. Um, that's why I didn't necessarily like um, how the ending to Hangman versus Kenny Omega happened. Um, I understand uh, Paige took the time off because his wife was having a baby, so you want to be there. I totally get that. I really do. And I've said it before that, you know, congratulations to him on, like, having the kid back then. Uh, but at least still give us promos, at least still have Kenny Omega, like sort of poke the bear and be like, oh, he ran away before he could fulfill his obligations here and shit like that. Like let Kenny tap into the heel, um, monster that he is and let hangman come back with a fiery ass promo 
and a good damn promo because he can't keep relying on his very droopy millennial shit. Like eventually all the moody, emotional millennial people out there need to grow up and be like, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive in how I get this and how I get that. Like, you know, you can't be emotional forever because no one's really going to take you serious. Um, people like when you are assertive and they can rely on you and trust you and give you more opportunities uh, to prove that you are worthy to be there, you know? Um, so, you know, uh, right square circle countdown. What up, man? Thanks for, uh, joining the stream and hear me like talk about all this shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, square, uh, square circle countdown is totally right. Exchange of words could have built that match better. Yeah. Um, because you got to remember that like it's in wrestling. I've said this before. I'm always going to say this. Wrestling is the purest form of theater. And what drives theater is communication, it's words, it's emotion, it's body language, it's everything that you want. Um, the reason, I mean, I can't say the reason, I'm not going to be like the reason why this. Now, I don't know the reason why they didn't do it, but, uh, you know, uh, it's just that someone needs to sit down with Tony Khan, I would definitely offer myself. And tell him that wrestling is the purest form of theater and this is how we're going to change it. Because I still think that AEW is the alternative. Uh, Square Circle Countdown says, I get how they... Ah, sorry. That, that's my fault. Uh, I get how they got him to the match, but there was nothing in between. Totally understandable. 100% yes. Um... And for anyone else that is joining us or lurking, you're probably wondering how I got to this conversation. And it's because of uh, everything that has happened on Twitter. And I know Twitter is not a real place. And maybe some of those people don't really act like that on Twitter. But no one is really trying to control the AEW faithful to let them know you guys need to stop your shit and think everything is gospel. You don't really know wrestling like how you say you do. And, you know, for someone like me who gives constructive criticism of like, all right, cool, I can see that, but let's improve it because my whole job is to improve professional wrestling uh, because that's, that's what I love to do. You know, I get the cold shoulder from AEW faithful just because I uh, provide them with a little bit more constructive criticism and let them know, hey, you know, that could have been better. Stop settling for shit. AEW is always going to like give you guys shit max masked with coolness. And, you know, um, it's going to have a lot of high spots. It's going to have a lot of, you know, you can't breathe because we're going to one segment to another segment to another segment. And then, you know, it's kind of stupid of like saying... Um, you know, this is the best dynamite ever. How are they going to top this? Or, you know, whatever the fucking saying is. But like, you know, if you really want good quality wrestling, you really got to give AEW constructive criticism. But again, no one really listens. Um, and I wish they would listen to me. Um, again, I'll sit in catering for a fat check and be like, yo, Tony, this is how we're going to change AEW for the better. Um... 
So square circle countdown. Hold on, I got I got I got to scroll up a little bit because uh, he said some stuff while I was ranting about the AW faithfuls. Um, and yes, if you are an AW faithful, you are more than welcome to come in here and definitely, um, you know, tell me off if you can. Totally, you can do that. Um, but just you know, just be careful what you say. Maybe. Uh, so from Square Circle Countdown, uh, when you think about it, they were focused on the CM Punk return and Brian Danielson's debut. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to follow it up with, um, I'm not sure when you uh, jumped in, uh, but I was talking about this before that like um, Tony Khan cannot keep relying on the big surprises and the big signings because when you run out of that, like, you know, what's really going to happen at the end of all that. And I totally got that. Like, because they were focusing on that, like hangman is their champion. I mentioned this before. I don't think you've heard me say this before. Uh, square circle countdown, but because hangman is their champion, the spotlight should be on him because he's the one that's driving the company. He's the one that has the merch sales. Hopefully he does. Um, he's the one that like the company trusts with the, with the company on their back, the image of the company on their back, you know, you know, it's like, don't use the championship belts as fucking props, but that's, that, that's what it sounds like. I should say feel like that's what it feels like. Uh, another thing square circle countdown said was, uh, one thing I have to admit is their psychology and the matches are getting better. Prime example was the hangman archer match. That was a really good match. I don't really have any complaints. I would, if I wanted to complain about it, I would really have to sit down and watch it. But because I was already feeling the adrenaline and the high of seeing freaking Jay White on fucking AEW television, I think that's what fucking did it. And again, you can't keep having um, those huge surprises so that people could be like, this was the best dynamite ever. People were excited for like Jay White to show up because he just randomly show up. And if we're really going to talk about this little thing, Jay White totally overshadowed Keith Lee. And that's really bad for Keith Lee. Like, that should have never happened. Um, Tony Khan should have took his L when he made his tweet about um, the Forbidden Door and free agents and all of that. Um, you know, I don't think it was the right time to bring in Jay White, but bringing in Jay White now totally brings eyes on the New Japan product some more. Um, impact, no surrender, uh, God, because I know that Tom is not far behind. Um, and Tom probably got pretty upset when he had tweeted out to Tony Khan about, "Yo, let's uh burn down bridges," or like, you know, he'll burn down a bridge or whatever it was. And to know that JY showed up on AEW and not him or them together, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, Tom was pretty mad. Um. Square Circle says, uh, Dan Lambert taking the top rope down was brilliant because you took away the finisher from Hangman. Yes. And I don't hate that. I really do not hate that because, um, if, um, you know, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts was, you know, healthier, um, he would have probably done the same shit. Like he would have done it. Um, so yeah, um, I, I don't like Dan Lambert at all. I don't think... He belongs to professional wrestling. Um, someone needs to teach him how to do a promo or just guide him or whatever the case. But yes, I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna say no to that. Uh 
Square Circle po- uh Square Circle Countdown. We have like similar fucking names, okay? I'm the Square Circle Podcast, and he is the Square Circle Countdown. Um, he loves pro wrestling, F sports entertainment. Everything is entertainment though, dude. Like it just has sports in it. It's sports entertainment. <laughs> Me and you love the same shit, even though, you know, you and I love wrestling, but like, you know, we like the entertainment aspects. Come on, man. Like we all say the rock is like entertaining for all the millions. Oh shit, I didn't even pick up. No? And millions. I can't even do my own fucking sound effect on this shit. Because I didn't want to pick it up. That's what happens when you use the NVIDIA broadcast. Like, if you try to... Nope, doesn't even work. I can't even do uh, ASMR in this shit. Oh well, I'm having I'm having fun. Um... Of course you absolutely agree. Of course you agree with me. Um, give me a second here. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for New Japan Pro Wrestling this week. A little bit later in this podcast, we will be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Gabriel Kidd being like super loud on uh, Twitter and like telling you guys that I really want him on my show. And then for some reason, my brain is like... No and yes, and it's fighting, you know. Um, yeah, uh, we'll figure we'll figure it out. I really want him on my show. Um, yo, Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, um, Square Circle Countdown said that uh, he agrees. Tony Khan acts like a kid sometimes when he when he tweets. Um, not only does he act like a kid, he acts like a bully too. Where there's times where he went after. Uh, this guy who writes for a football magazine because you, I don't know if you read or like see on the timeline, a fake report was going out that, um, Tony Khan was going to be running for Congress, which is not true. And he cut a promo in Twitter style, uh, with words. And I'm like, sir, why couldn't you just tell him this is false information? Please do not, uh, retweet or anything like this. If you see it reported, like that's what a boss actually does. That's what... PR actually does, but because they don't have PR, he thinks he fucking runs the game, and then to tell the guy, um, how does it feel to be, like, ratioed Mike or something like that, and it's like, sir, like, are you 16? Like, are you 16 and, and back in high school? Like, I thought you were running a professional business, not like, you know, some baby-ass daycare shit on Twitter just because you want to get over like that was really unnecessary where you know he really went off and did a promo style and I'm just like sir you could have just said um this is false information please do not replicate any of this you guys need a PR um <laughs> he said okay I hate WWE laugh out loud uh Tony can't take constructive criticism. And he wonders why the Jaguars aren't in, like, the Super Bowl. Like, you know, um, yeah, like, I don't know, man.
Oh, and by the way, Square Circle Countdown is uh, chatting, um, well, I guess chatting in the chat uh, over on the YouTube side of things. Uh, so I appreciate him for checking in on the video on the YouTube side of things. Um, but yeah, back to the whole thing, because like the main title of this is that, um, you know, I think that Co um, Cody isn't selfish. But then again, I was very split between my thoughts. Um, oh, okay, cool. No worries, man. Um, I have a lot to say about like all this shit. So you're going to just hear me out. Um, so Cody and Brandy can go anywhere they want. They can do whatever they want um, because Cody has, you know, uh, his first kid, that changes everything. I still think that that changes everything. Um, whether or not Cody wanted more money, that's up for debate. Uh, when Cody and Brandy decide to do their podcast, if they want to do their own couple podcasts, you know, they're probably going to tell all, or if they're going to go on someone else's podcast, they'll tell all, but the money issue is still up in the air for me. While that could be a factor as to why, um, you know, he didn't want to resign or whatever. It really has to make you think of like, you know, how much money is he paying Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne is 16 years old and he has apparently an apprenticeship deal. So, you know, I don't know where certain people get their information from. I really don't. And normally it will be from sources that are within the business. But don't we know that there's a tier zero, one, two, three, and four um, AEW uh, contracts? Like, um, is that still not a thing? Can anyone out there, like, clarify that for me if that's, like, a thing or not a thing anymore? Because apparently Nick Wayne is on an apprenticeship contract because he's 16, um, which, excuse me. I know that um, a lot of people know him personally. I really don't. Um, I think he wrestled when I watched that GCW uh, pay-per-view when they were in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, and, you know, I don't really know anyone from GCW. That's not my territory. My territory is AEW, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, MOW, and Impact. GCW is not on the radar just because that's not my type of thing. Um, even if they don't do death matches like 24 seven, like that's still not my type of thing. So I am not going to like, um, talk about it in a very false way, but I don't mind giving like a shock to criticism. Um, but I find it kind of funny that no journalist decided to, uh, either tweet at Tony Khan or even try to get his attention to be like, why did you sign Nick Wayne? Sure. Nick can be very... Uh, good in other people's eyes, because again, I've never really studied his work, but what is the criteria for getting any type of AEW contract? Because now it's no longer the pattern of, if you're my friend, you get a contract. Now it's the pattern of, oh my God, people are talking about you. Oh my God, you, you know, you have these matches and they're all like flips and shit, you know, you get a contract. So I don't know, man. I just think that, um, there should be a priority and a standard uh, when it comes to trying to figure out uh, how to get talent, how to get um, 
you know, signees and stuff like that. Uh, I just don't think going out of your way to uh, the local promotions like 24-7 to like scout for talent when you have talent. Um, we're definitely going to have to wait until Nick Wayne is 18 for him to like officially complete compete everywhere. Because uh, being 16 only allows him to compete in certain states and certain like jurisdictions because, uh, you know, you can't wrestle or perform any type of combat sports um, for that, you know, before you reach 18. Uh, so he's going to be very limited and he's still in high school. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, why did Tony Khan decide to sign him? Because uh, obviously WWE wasn't looking his way. Uh, GCW was only helping him out with, you know, um, whatever they can muster, uh, to give him other than maybe like a handshake and a, um, and a hot dog or something, you know, um, man, it's not even the weekend and like the bots on YouTube are out. It's, it's only Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I just question uh why go with uh Nick Wayne all of a sudden um when you know you could have just waited till he was like 18, 19 or whatever. Um was he like what when I say he was uh Tony Khan like scared that Nick Wayne would have got brought out by like WWE? Like I don't I don't get it. Um but somebody in chat or um over on YouTube would definitely tell me why. But if you're going to say that, um, you know, it's because of his wrestling, then, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of other talented people, including him and his friend circle, that could have got all signed, but they didn't get signed. So it's sort of like, you know, what are you really using as the measuring stick for uh, signing talent? Um, you know, sometimes when like WWE signs talent, it's because they know that they can do something with them, uh, regardless if like the story is shitty or whatever, like there's still something there that WWE sees in them that they can like use them for. If you're just signing people to sign them and don't have a story for them, then you're wasting your own money. Um, and I think maybe... That could have been what Cody saw, that uh, Tony Khan was throwing around his money, offering people this contract, that contract, this contract, that contract. And it's like, well, you know, you're signing other guys, but your main priority, your EVP, like, doesn't get uh, what he wanted when he built up the company with you. Um, even though, like, in interviews, uh, Tony Khan did say that, um, like, this wouldn't be possible uh, without the Bucks and Kenny. Um, Cody is not really, like, mentioned too much in, um, those type of interviews from what I remember. So, again, it's like, did Cody see the writing on the wall when it came to, um, uh, when it came to, like, thinking about his renegotiation? Um, so this is why sometimes I would think, because this is supposed to be a talk piece. It is a talk piece. But this think piece is that I think Cody saw the writing on the wall 
when, um, you know, he decided that, well, Tony Khan decided to sign Nick Wayne. I'm not saying it's Nick Wayne's fault. I'm just saying the timing of everything, the rash decisions that Tony Khan is making is definitely leaving a bunch of red flags. And if you're not seeing these red flags as an AEW faithful, how do you expect them to grow? Because the day that the day that comes when AEW needs to shut its doors because of all the decisions that Tony Khan has made, you know, there's going to be like a war. There's probably going to be up in arms. The AEW faithful is definitely going to turn on everybody and they're going to be like, why you didn't listen to me? And they're going to be crying. So rather than that happening, start using those brains of yours and ask questions and sort of like poke at um, the, the holes of, you know, the red flags, the loopholes and stuff like that. Like, cool, people are getting signed. People are getting money. People are... Um, you know, trying to live their life on, you know, uh, whatever uh, dollar amount is coming in because we're still in a pandemic here and there. And wrestling is definitely based on how much you want to work because you are technically a freelancer. However, if you're signed, you shouldn't necessarily be like a freelancer so much just because like exclusivity, like really goes a long way into building the brand. And then when we talk about it in like five to 10 years, in 20 years, we could be like, these are the guys that made AEW. But again, if you are not questioning the rash decisions that Tony Khan is doing, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And if you just want to go see a wrestling show, go support your local indie show at your local state. Right now, that's what AEW is giving you guys because you guys don't get out of the house. And go support local indie wrestling shows. You can't tell me anything because I've helped on the indies and I've been to multiple different shows and I would love to do it again. Um, if you want me to do it again, you guys can definitely head over to my co my Kofi page, my coffee page, and um, definitely sign up for a membership, uh, 99 cents, you know, that wouldn't be a big deal um, if you still want me to continue to help out on the indies. But then again... You know, make sure that uh, you're going to your local indie and understand that a wrestling show is a wrestling show uh, when it comes to like indies. But if you are on national television with uh, Turner Cable, Turner Warner, the Turners, uh, you know, it should be treated as such because you're on a national television. You're national. You're yeah. You're on national television, national cable. People see you. Uh, there's ratings that come in and out. Uh, so basically, like that should feel like a wrestling show for a TV show and not necessarily for like your local indie show, you know? Um, so the link is there. Uh, click on it if you want to support me so I can go to the indie shows and help out. That'd be great because one of my goals is definitely to be on uh, commentary and uh, put these guys over. Um, I am going to be moving on from talking about uh, Cody Rhodes uh, because I think I covered everything 
Um, the only reason why I get so passionate about um, talking about AEW is because I really do want them to succeed. But you have a boss who, you know, wants to be boss, spend money on everybody. Uh, but the moment that like either the wrong report comes out, he goes after uh, innocent people rather than sometimes attacking the dirt sheets. But the dirt sheets have been very kind to AEW. So that's why they're not really going to, uh, you know, he's not really going to go after them. Um, and then, you know, want to always give us. Um, if you guys don't realize that, that's one of like the traumatic signs of, you know, being a people pleaser. If you never understood the definition of being a people pleaser, it's Tony Khan. Tony Khan is uh, the biggest people pleaser there is. So uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, you have to constantly please people. If uh, they don't like something, then, you know, you sort of feel like you fucked up, you did something wrong, and then they'll lash out at you in a very uh, nasty way, even if like they don't mean to, but it's that personality trait. That's what really happens. Um, a good example of this is, uh, is Swole and, um, TK and that whole shit that happened right before the end of, end of last year. And so, yeah, if you guys don't know what it looks like, Tony Khan is definitely that people pleaser type of trait where he wants to like, please you guys. That's why he tries to get all these big signings and try to be like, Clever, like, oh my god, the forbidden door this, the forbidden door that. I'm going to trademark the forbidden door. Dude, just give us wrestling. Give us stories. Like, I understand you're trying to go the marketing route to try to get people and try to do all that stuff. But people would come if, like, you got the show together and you got your shit together and not really worry about uh, social media like that. Like, if you want to worry about social media like that, get yourself a social media team and let them do it. Um, and then you focus on creating the best show you can and making sure that people know what they're doing because half the time it's like, you know, do we really need this, this segment? Do we really need, um, like, these people here? Like, can we move this to dark? Like, nothing has no rhyme or reason when it comes to uh, AEW. And I think that's also another thing too that Cody was seeing. Like as much as Cody and Brandy was giving to AEW, they were probably seeing it too. And before anyone goes into my archives and try to think they got like a one up on me, yes, I used to complain about Cody all the time. And I stopped for a little bit with my podcast because it was getting a little too much because it felt like he wasn't really listening to any criticisms. And then when he wanted criticisms, he just stopped because he listened to the wrong ones. He listened to the ones that don't give substantial background or like, you know, different ideas uh, to try to help elevate him and elevate Brandy. And I said this before that like, not everyone belongs um, like in the wrestling ring at least. There's always some job somebody can fill, meaning... Um, somebody can definitely be a backstage interviewer. Someone can definitely be, um, like an announcer, a host, a commentator. Uh, if you want to ring the bell, you can ring the bell too. Um, there's a lot of moving parts in wrestling. You don't necessarily have to be the wrestler if you're not comfortable being the wrestler. Like I learned that, you know, when I was doing ring training that, yep, yeah, being a wrestler is not for me. So 
I decided to just take my talents elsewhere and focus on creating a podcast, practicing wrestling commentary, uh, trying to help out as much as I can in the wrestling space so that way I can put people over and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, you know, Cody was listening to the wrong type of comments. Uh, so, you know, he just stopped asking for constructive criticism. And this isn't me, like, flopping. Um, because I've probably said this before that, um, how are you going to get any new fans on your side if you are Cody Rhodes, but you're still doing the same moves that you did in WWE? Um, you just added American Nightmare. You still want to ride, uh, on that wave of the American dream. Um, and I totally get it. Like he probably should, but he should definitely make it into his own and his own thing. Uh, being the American nightmare uh, was something a little bit different, but he wasn't really, um, uh, you know, how can I say it? Different in a sense. He wasn't truly evil. Because when you have American nightmare, uh, that should be like evil, evil. And I'm not talking about evil from Bullet Club. I mean, House of Torture. Yo, what up, Mike? You think Cody bought Ring of Honor? Nah, man. I if he did bought if he did buy Ring of Honor, um, what would be the the goal of that? Like, you know, um, I don't know what would be the end game. Like, you buy Ring of Honor, cool. Are you accepting, you know, honor no more? Are you accepting that group back? Are you accepting Bandito back? Are you accepting John DeGresham back? Like, are you accepting the guys back? Because everyone essentially got released. Um, so it's like, I don't know if he wants to. Um, you know, I really don't know if he wants to. Uh, I see no indication of, um, like, him buying everything. Um... I do think that, uh, eventually, uh, you know, he might end up, uh, running for office. Uh, I don't, don't know why, but that's, that's what you feel and elevated like he did AEW. Yeah, I guess, but he's going to really need like a team team to like really do everything. Um, we'll see what happens in like six months, you know, we'll see where he goes. But I think that eventually he might want to like slow down a little bit, train, um, you know, the students that come into the nightmare factory and basically like, you know, maybe run for, for setting because he wants to do a political run. Uh, when I was talking about, well, yesterday on Thomas Island, when we, when we were all talking about like this idea of, you know, Cody doing different things, um, Ross had mentioned how, you know, maybe Cody doesn't just want to be remembered as a wrestler uh, because there's certain people in, like, the industry, no matter what, are remembered for, like, their specific things. Like, you know Shaq as a basketball player. You know uh, Rosario Dawson as a wonderful actress and stuff like that. Um, Cody is always going to be known as, you know, Dusty's son, and he's always going to be known as a wrestler, and he might want to, you know, go away from that, which that's cool, um, but I just... I don't know if I see him right away 
uh, going into wrestling. And if he does, let's speculate, right? If he goes to WrestleMania, um, I mean, they could probably build it. It's going to be like a shit build uh, if he goes to WrestleMania somehow. But um, even probably like after WrestleMania, it'll be very interesting. Um, but, you know, uh, just don't give him the Stardust uh, character. Or maybe if they do, um, it could be for like NXT level up. It could be for that. Uh, but, yeah, I really, uh, I really just don't, um, I don't know. I didn't even see that because that damn, none of my other timers are working. Why? Cody releases an R&B album. I don't, I don't want to hear him sing. Like, what the fuck? Why would you even suggest that? Like, it's bad enough we have AEW, well, you know, if I say that, people are going to get upset at me. But, um, yeah, you know what? Let, let, let's talk about that. Um, so, AEW sent out a press release because uh, March... Um, I, don't even, I don't even know the date. But sometime in March, after uh, Revolution, uh, like during FanFest, um, basically... Uh, they are going to be doing a concert and it's going to be a concert for, um, you know, AEW music because it's for like Black History Month and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't know, man. I feel some type of way that we're getting an AEW music uh, for Black History Month as if it's like, you know, to string together everyone's stories, but I think it's more powerful. Uh, my Thunder has this album out. What? Oh. Is my Thunder doing an R&B album? Uh, but, yeah, I just think it's more powerful to have many documentaries with the wrestlers in AEW who are black and they have their different experiences and not just necessarily like with a music album, uh, because, you know, at least with the documentaries that could be shown, um, almost every time around the same time of year, um, or they could do a part one and a part two. Part two would be like, all right, cool. Uh, did anything change for part one? Did you, um, to quote NXT, did you level up from, you know, your bad experiences? And that's a little bit more inspiring because, uh, not saying that music is not inspiring, but I just think documentaries are more inspiring for people to look at it and be like, well, if they got out of their horrible situation, uh, then I could get out of my horrible situation. Uh, sometimes while music can speak to, um, you know, to you or to whatever you want to do, um, you know, not everyone listens to the same type of music. So you're limiting your audience by creating a music uh, CD to talk about people's stories rather than a documentary that everybody can watch, everybody can access it. Yes, everyone can access that music CD, but are they going to? Um, you know, are they going to do that on Apple? Like, you know, if you had to pick between like, I don't know, uh, maybe if like 
Kendrick Lamar like ends up putting out an album and you have the AEW music there. Uh like which one are you really going to uh like pick and stuff? Are you going to pick Kendrick or are you gonna pick AEW? Um if you are not a wrestling fan and you know nothing about wrestling except for like, I don't know, uh attitude era stuff where it's like the rock and stone code, um are you really going to be interested in picking up an AEW uh, CD album? Um, it's those type of things that has to be talked about in like a room to be like, are you sure this is a good idea? Because you got to look at the potential of trying to grab everybody so you can make more money. That's what WWE does so great is that they're able to tap into every single resource that they have every single uh, outlet that they have um, and use their tricks and everything that they, they have at their disposal to basically be like, we got, we got this fan. Well, I should say we, uh, that they got this person who wasn't a fan that now became a fan because, you know, they decided to do the marketing right. Um, I do know that uh, people are definitely going to um, listen to it. I'm probably going to listen to it. Uh, maybe give it a critique, um, but I don't have any high expectations uh, for this uh, music album that's coming out. I really don't. Um, I would have more higher expectations for a documentary series that like, I would um, enjoy. Uh, that's why uh, I remember scrolling through Twitter and seeing The Rock narrate over... Uh, his father's uh, video for Black History Month. And The Rock, you know, The Rock is such a really good speaker that at this point, I'm like, yo, that was really nice. That was really great. Um, it made me appreciate what Rocky Johnson does or, or did more uh, in the business. Uh, so something like that. But I am one out of like a billion people on this planet that have different type of tastes. But I could basically say that maybe the majority of people would have, you know, um, would have loved like a little mini documentary series of like, all right, cool, Black History Month. Um, everyone is going to get a video released like every day for the 28 days. Um, and it's going to be their story. And next year, they're going to do the same thing. But part two is all about... Um, taking one of the obstacles that like they may have trouble in or they couldn't necessarily uh, get it done right there and then. And then in part two, they explain, oh yes, I took care of it. This is what I did. And you know, this is how I overcame it. And I think that's a little bit more powerful uh, because at the, end of, at the end of the day, you and I are no different. Uh, I got my problems, you got your problems. It's just a matter of how you tackle the situations and how you make sure you get over those obstacles, right? We all had different paths, but at the end of the day, we come back to the circle of we're all human um, and we all have problems. And, you know, I might have a solution that can help you get out of your situation. And that's how you bring people together. That's how you bridge gaps. That's how you do this. Sometimes music can definitely do that. I totally get that. But if you want to succeed and definitely play with the big boys of marketing, which is WWE, you got to play the WWE game. And I'm not talking about WWE 2K22. Uh, you can play that too, but uh, it's just the idea of 
it's okay to take uh, bits and pieces from your competitor, WWE, to make your business and your company that much better. Um, because at the end of the day, you want to make money, you want more eyes on your company, so it's okay to sort of take a little bit, make it your own, and then put it out there. Not necessarily copy and paste like a lot of people do. Um, when you copy and paste, you're not being true to yourself, you're not being true to everyone else, and then when people see through the bullshit, uh, don't get upset when they call you out on it. So, uh, yeah, I just think that the AEW music thing, uh, it may spark some controversy, it may spark, you know, some conversations here and there, but I just think that, um, you know, for this day and age of 2022, to inspire people, you let them know about your struggles and how you overcame it. Um, and the only reason why, like, I, I'm more for that is because Twitter has Twitter spaces. You can interact with people um, in real time from anywhere around the world. And you can definitely talk about your differences. You can talk about your uh, backgrounds and everyone is different. And I noticed that because I uh, usually tune into an all-woman's writing group, uh, which was really great that I did. And every single one of those women have some type of different background, different perspective. And it's the same thing in the wrestling community. Every one of them has something different going on. And we all connect because we have like a common ground of like it's wrestling. So we love that. We talk about wrestling. Or if it's writing, we have that in common. And that sort of brings people together um, on a bigger stage and a bigger platform. Um, yes, music can too. Like I said, music is very powerful. But if you want to reach everybody, because not everybody is a rap fan or an R&B fan or a rock fan, like it's hard to try to get an all-around um, uh, core, unless you are doing some cookie cutter radio bullshit rather than doing like your own truth. Uh, so yeah, um, like I said, I am definitely going to be checking that out. Um, might give a review on it because uh, my ears are a little bit different from everyone else when it comes to listening to music. So um, yeah, let's just see how that goes. But um, we get a concert, you know, um, I wonder if like Fozzie is going to open up for Mikey Ruckus, um, which by the way, I don't really think, uh, Mikey Ruckus does some really good music. So yeah, I said it. Um, I don't really get his hype. Um, you can't just, uh, open up your, um, your music program and, you know, put a bunch of synthesizers maybe some real guitar uh, strings and like mash it all together without blending. But that's going to be another topic for another time because I'm not doing it in this podcast episode. And if you guys get upset at me, that's totally okay. You can find me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. Like I said, my ears are different from your ears. You guys are okay with shitty ass music. I'm not, I'm not okay with shitty ass music. Um, anyway, uh, okay. Uh, aside from, oh yeah, by the way, Mike World Order says that, uh, this reminds me of WWE Originals. Um, yeah. Uh, 
last comment on that. Um, I only heard about, you know, a couple of those songs, but I was never like, oh my God, I have to listen to it. You know, like it's there. Um, but if it doesn't catch my interest, I'm not really going like, to listen to it. Um, let's see. I covered Cody Rhodes and Brandy going away. Tony Khan Red Flags. Uh, AEW Music and how we should have got like documentaries. Um, uh, how I'm not very fond of Mikey Ruckus music because it's all let's put everything together rather than like blending everything. Um, let's see. Um, There's Impact, there is uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, but there is one thing that I want to show you guys, and it's a really nice surprise. Um, so I'm going to put this on the Be Right Back screen because I got to figure out how to do this um, and whatnot. So you're going to listen to some awesome music um, while I... Uh, do this very quickly. So I'll be right back and then we're gonna show, I'm gonna show some, some pretty cool stuff. Um.